Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Yeah. 
that we sang repeatedly is actually found in Psalm 84, which is the psalm we're going to be looking at today. And here's the question I, I want you to ponder, I really want you to wrestle with. Is what you just sang a truth in your life? Think about it, though. I'm going to tell you, there are times in my life I am busy, I am distracted, and I don't necessarily feel like better is one day in your house than anywhere else. My prayer for us is that God's word would teach us and lead us and guide us so that we know that there is no better place than to be in his presence, wherever that is. Whether it's here in church or if you are online, glad that you are choosing to worship this God who loves us so much. So I want to give you a couple quick announcements, and um, then we'll get back into the worship. So again, if you are a guest, we welcome you. We're glad whether you're in the house or online. We'd love to get to know you. A couple ways to do that would be in the comments section. Feel free, just put, you know, hey there um, with Facebook Live. That'll let us know you're here. You could stop at Next Steps. You could let us know that you're here. That's in the family gathering space. You can also text... One C guest at 94,000, that'll let us know. Um, so please do that if you would. Also, prayers. We'll be uh, having our prayer time a little bit later. And if you have a prayer that's on your heart today that you would like included in worship, you can either, well, you could text 402-242-5051. You can put it in the comments section on Facebook Live. We also have slips of paper out in the family gathering area where you could fill that out, and we'll include that in worship. And then the third one is communion. Here at 1C, we believe that the Lord's Supper, or Holy Communion, is a gift that he gives to his people. And at 1C, we believe that it is bread and wine, or bread and juice, and also the body and blood of Jesus 
to forgive our sins, to strengthen our faith, and to remind us once again he's always with us. So if that's what you believe, we invite you. We encourage you to celebrate with us. And we do um, distribute communion two different ways. One is if you want to do it where you are seated, you need to pick up the individual communion packets at the kitchen window, so you could do that during the next song. Or we are now doing continuous communion, so you'll be invited to come forward uh, during uh, the distribution. That'll be coming up soon. A couple other quick announcements. This Wednesday is exploration, and when we have our kids' message, we'll give you more information about that coming up, but that's Wednesday. Next Sunday, we have a voters meeting between the 9 and 11 o'clock service right around 10 o'clock. It should only be about 10, 15 minutes at the most, so I'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, Let me think. Concert. Let me get the right date. September 19th? September 19th, yes. So what's going on here? All right, so the 1C Concert Ministry is proud to present uh, Stars Go Dim on their 2021 fall tour. Uh, Their opening act is Dan Bremness. He was at uh, Winter Jam a few years ago. So Sunday night, it'll be after worship, obviously, that night. Uh, should be a great time. You know, another chance for you guys to share Jesus with the community. Uh, if you have people who are interested in coming to the concert, buy them a ticket. You know, find a way to get them here because it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. And again, go to our website. You can find more information out there as well. That's it for announcements. Again, may God bless our time together as we worship our Lord.
Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. If you have your backpacks, bring them with you. If you don't, that's okay. Come on up front. We have a special kids' message for you and a blessing. And as you're making your way up, make sure you grab one of these tags before you sit down. Um, and we'll talk about those in just a minute. But we know that either school just started for you or school is getting ready to start. And so we have these tags for you to go on your on your bags. Here you go. So make sure you get a tag for your backpack and then go ahead and have a seat. Sure. You do you want a tag for that? There you go. All right. Well, boys and girls, I don't know about you, but maybe you have a favorite school supply. Maybe it's a certain type of pen or pencil or folder or backpack. I brought my backpack with me too. Yeah. And I love a really good backpack that has a lot of pockets in it to help organize your stuff. And there's stuff in here like a ruler. We use rulers at school sometimes, don't we? We can measure things with them. And when you use your ruler, remember that God's love is bigger than anything you could use to measure his love with. You can't measure it. It's way bigger than a ruler, bigger than a tape measure. It's bigger than anything in this world. So God's love is bigger, so big that you can't even measure it. And then we have hand sanitizer. That takes away our germs, right? Cleans our hands. And when we use hand sanitizer, we can remember that Jesus takes away our sin. He wipes us clean and forgives us. Let's see. We have uh, some pens and pencils, right? As we use those, write our names at the top of our paper, do homework, maybe some math problems. Yeah. And when you use a pencil or a pen, you can remember that God has written his love on your heart. And that goes with you everywhere. And as followers of Jesus, we are God's love-forgiven children. And our names are written in his book of life so that we get to have life with him forever. And I have my Bible with me. I like to have my Bible with me because then I can read it whenever I want. I always have God's word with me. But you know what? Even if you don't have a physical Bible with you, God's word can be in your heart and in your mind. It can go with you wherever you go. And the most important one is not a glue stick, but it's what the glue stick reminds us of. So just like glue will stick things together, God sticks with you wherever you go. So when you use a glue stick, you remember that, that God is always with you, and he promises to always be with you and go with you wherever you go. All right? And you all got tags, right? And these tags can go in your book bag and remind you that you are blessed by God and prayed for by your church family. All right. And Tim, do you want to pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, if you turn your tags over, you'll see a prayer on the back of that tag. And we're going to go ahead and pray that together. So this is a repeat after me prayer. So I'm going to pray it, and then you all are going to pray too, okay? So let's pray. Eternal and gracious God, help me to be curious about the world around me. Help me to be prepared for the challenges I face each day. Help me to be open to difficult tasks. 
Help me to be determined to complete my work. Help me to be responsible in all that I do. Help me to be accepting of people's differences. Help me to be kind in my thoughts and my words. Help me to be aware of my talents. Help me to be myself. To be the best that I can be. Amen. All right. Pastor is going to come up here and give you a blessing. Be careful. Here I come. I don't want to step on anybody. That would ruin the moment. All right, uh, before we do this, if you are part of any kind of school, if you're a teacher, administrator, if you keep up the grounds, if you are in any role, would you please stand at this time as well? And I know we have some up here. Raise your hand if you are part of school. Thank you. Um, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to have a blessing for kids and for all of you that are part of uh, the school year. And we have a God who is so loving, so kind. He is he loves you so much, all of you, and we need his presence in our life as we go forward. So, everyone else that's in this room that's not either standing or a student over here, um, I want you to extend your hand out like this, if you would, and you're going to be part of this blessing, okay? May God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with and bless you and protect you and use you throughout this year so that you would continue to grow closer to him and also be a part of growing his kingdom. In the name of Jesus and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. All right, thank you. You may be seated. All right, boys and girls, you can head on back to your seats and don't forget those tags that remind you that God's with you and you are blessed by him. Yeah. And as you head back to your seats, we know school started and also exploration starts this week on yes, Wednesdays. It does. And we have multiple classes for adults to choose from. There's something for every age group, nursery, kids, youth, um, adults. There are tables on the other side of this wall to help you decide what class is the best fit for you. Love to have you stop by uh, one of those tables. Take a look at the information there. Um, and if you have any questions, let me know. Yeah, in addition, we're really excited to announce that we are launching two new high school ministries. So in addition to Exploration on Wednesday nights, we're going to meet here at church at 2 p.m. on Sundays for what we're calling Trench Talks, and it's up there on the screen, or will be soon. Uh, but Trench Talks will be uh, just a time for high schoolers to talk about current issues and ask the question of what does the Bible say about that and dive deep into God's Word. And then every other Sunday we'll have something we're calling Sunday Fun Day where we'll gather just for fellowship to just be the church outside of the walls. So if you want to learn more about that, I'll be right out here. Um, after service. So if you're a high schooler or you know a high schooler and you want to learn more, come talk to me. Thanks. surrounding you, let it break, at your name, still, 
call the sea to still This rage in me to still every way At your name Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus You silence fear Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus Call these bones to live Call these lungs to sing favorite things about reading the Gospels, those are the four, first four books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is when you read those, you see story after story where Jesus intersects with people like you and me. And who are those people? The broken, the fragile, the marginalized. People struggling with sin, whether it's their sin or the sin in the world. And every time when Jesus meets people, things happen. That's what I believe about communion. I believe when Jesus gave this very precious meal, it was to connect himself with us. So that our world, whether we're dealing with my sin, your sin, or sin in this world, that he can kind of do this, turn things around, give us hope, give us a peace, and give us a joy. So we're going to celebrate that. But one of the things that's really important, in fact, the Bible tells us to do it, that we should examine ourselves. In other words, we get honest. We get honest with God and with each other about our greatest need, which is forgiveness, and how he meets that need in Jesus. So I want to lead us in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus, we, um, we sang a song where we just repeated your name time and time again. 
And we know that there is no other name under heaven and earth by which we can be saved. So we come before you this morning and we are pleading before you. We are crying out to you because we're sinners and we need your grace and mercy. So we're going to turn to you and we're going to ask you to forgive our sins, not because we earn it or deserve it, but because you are so loving, you are so kind. And we also ask now that as we live in that forgiveness, you would increase our faith so that as we receive this very precious gift, we do so in faith, believing you are present in this meal. We will have faith to know that you are going to be with us every single day. So give us your spirit, grant us such a faith, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Now as we continue with this celebration of Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper, uh, if you have those individual packets of communion, feel free during the song at any time as the Spirit moves you to receive those elements believing He is present and your sins are forgiven. And for those of you that will be coming forward during the song, um, come forward as the Spirit moves you. And as you come forward, know that we do have some options up here if you have such a need. So, example, if you need gluten-free, just let us know. Just kind of put your finger up and we'll know that you need gluten-free. If you'd rather have juice than wine, let us know that as well and we will make sure that you get served that. May God be with us and bless us in this celebration of his love. Amen.
There's nothing more beautiful than to see people coming forward. You all have a story. I have a story too. And when you put your hand out and, and you receive this, it looks like bread and wine or juice, but it's actually the body and blood of Jesus. And he is changing and rewriting your story. It may mean that, it doesn't mean that it's going to take away all your troubles, but boy, it gives you a peace that the world can't give. So now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you that uh, no matter where we are in life, we're able to come to you with our needs and lay them at your feet. Prayers for Ashley having surgery at Bryan Hospital this morning. A prayer, Lord, that you complete healing for Nancy as she has started and continues chemo. Use the doctors and the procedures to heal her and fill her with your loving presence to give her comfort. Prayer for my dad that he safe travels on his way back from South Dakota. Prayers for baby Lucas. May God place his healing hands on him and get him back home healthy with his family. Prayers of encouragement for all those spreading your kingdom this year and always. Prayers for a positive decision on the job opportunity for my husband. Prayer for Haiti as they battle the extreme devastation left from the earthquake. And you just bring them strength, Lord, to get through this time. Prayers for a daughter who is being slandered and threatened that she seek the Lord as her refuge and find her protection and defense. Father, we just thank you for all these prayers this morning and the ones unspoken on our heart. We just thank you that you hear us and that you care for us in Jesus' name. And join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let me read from Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. Their early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. 
For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. God's word for us. And just a reminder, if you're sitting here today and, and you would like a Bible, we have these actual Bibles at each of the doors. Uh, we just want to make sure you have God's Word accessible to you. So feel free to take this. If you also would like help, if you have a smartphone or a tablet, um, I just love the Version app. It is so good, so many tools in it. We'd love to sit down with you and walk you through that. Um, this Word of God is vital for all of our life. Because I truly believe that in the Word of God and because of the Word of God and because of God and His grace, we are truly blessed. Now, in what way? In fact, that is the question that is at hand, is the word blessed. If you, if you were to answer this, if I went up to you with a microphone and said, okay, what does it mean to you to be blessed? You might have a different answer than the person sitting right next to you just the way that is. In fact, if you go on Instagram and you search blessed, you know, hashtag blessed, I'm trying to think, 137 million um, responses to that. And what do you think you would see with Instagram? What kind of pictures do you think you would see? A to Z, I'll just tell you. Everybody has a different definition of what it means to be blessed. So I want to just give you a, um, a couple images to put up on the screen because maybe this is what you were thinking when you thought about being blessed. Now, I'm sure my wife was thinking of this when, um, when she thought about the word blessed. She is blessed to be married to me. <laughs> Some of you are laughing out loud just so you know that, Okay. But all, with all seriousness, you might be sitting here saying, you know what, it is a blessing in my life. I am so thankful God brought the right person in my life. I am blessed because of it. Or how about this one? You know, you can go, oh, if you want to. You know, just a blessing of a baby. Right? Or how about this one? Here's a guy, really happy, he loves his job. And maybe you can relate to that. The right kind of job, using your gifts and abilities, right environment, everything just seems perfect. Hashtag blessed. How about this one? Picture, if you would, Thanksgiving meal with all of your family there, and you love every single one of those family members, and you like to spend time with them. I know, you're probably thinking that doesn't happen, but just hashtag blessed. I just want you to think that way. Or how about this one? Maybe it's your friends gathering together with no concern for COVID. Let's just say it's gone and we don't have to worry about it anymore and you can get together and not be socially distanced or that's hashtag blessed. Or how about this picture? Curled up in front of a fire with your favorite book, maybe you would say hashtag blessed. Maybe it's this one. Okay, we'll just say it's sunset. You're kind of sitting there looking out over the lake on a pier and you're thinking, hashtag blessed. Or here's one. 
You know, that's, that's the sound I make. Every time I try to convince my wife, Kristen, that a Polaris slingshot would be a blessing in the life of Jim Thielen. And then she laughs, kind of like you. And then she says, you're blessed because you have a 1995 Chrysler LeBaron convertible. You know, the top goes down so you could feel the wind go through it. And the truth is, I am blessed to have that. But I think I would be even more blessed if you want to encourage her. Um, right over here, you can come up to her and encourage her after the service. But just think about it. Hashtag blessed. If all of these things are what you're wanting. I think that's how we define to be blessed. We have our list, and it might even be a bucket list, and if those things come true, then we look at our life as blessed. But if we're sitting here today and we go through the list, does it mean if those don't happen, you're not blessed? Example, if you have not found the love of your life, or you want a child, and you're not getting one, or you have kids that are a little bit challenging, does that mean that you're not blessed? Or Thanksgiving meal, I mean, I could go through the list. I mean, if those things are absent, does it mean you're not blessed? And I'm going to tell you, the psalmist for today from Psalm 84 would beg to differ. And he says it so strongly, so succinct, it's like you can't get this wrong, folks. He says it like this in verse 1 of 84. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. What does it mean to have your heart and your flesh cry out for the living God? You know, I do a lot of reading in preparation for the sermon. I came across a commentator or a pastor or somebody talk about what this means actually in the original language of Hebrew. And it's not just a whimper. When you're crying out for the Lord, if you've ever seen a baby that is really, really hungry, what do they look like? Right? I'm going to do my best. I know Mike's going, please don't do this. But I'm going to do it. The hands start moving, the feet start moving, the face is pretty intense, and they're just crying like there's no tomorrow. Nothing else matters other than getting fed. That's all that matters. That's what it really gets at when the psalmist is talking about in Psalm 84. Nothing else matters. And I'm going to say, I wish that were me. I wish I would live my life in such a way that nothing else mattered that my eyes wouldn't drift over to a Polaris slingshot. I'd be happy with the used one, Kristen, just so you know. <laughs> but that's what happens. We could know it here, we can even know it here, but so often because of my sin, your sin, and the sin in the world, we kind of get looking over here and say, I'd be more blessed if this were to happen. But the psalmist says there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Now, there's some... 
um, language here. How lovely is your tabernacle? Then it talks about the courts of the Lord. So I'm just going to give you a picture. Kodak was not around back at the time of the temple. This is a rendering, so don't think it's a picture. Um, This was the cream of the crop. The building of all buildings. The temple with, I mean, nothing was spared. I mean, they put in everything. You name it, it's there. It's gold. It's like everything. And in that temple, I mean, just picture if you would, it says courts of the Lord, just so you know what that means. Back then, there were different areas of the temple that you can go to, depending on who you are. If you were a Gentile, which means a non-Jewish person, there was a court for you, a place that you can stand. If you were um, a Jewish person, there was a court for you to go. If you were a man, if you were a woman, there was another court for you. There was other areas, but then there was the Holy of Holies. You see, the temple, and especially the Holy of Holies, is where God dwells. And only the high priest, one time a year, can go into the Holy of Holies. Because the presence of God is something else. And so the psalmist, something is going on in the psalmist's life. He's yearning for that. So I'm thinking that maybe he's not able to worship. We don't know the whole context with it. But something's going on where being able to worship there wasn't taking place. So he's longing for it, just like a a baby crying out, just really desiring it. So he would say today, the psalmist, and this is what I I really believe God would say, there is nothing greater, there is no greater blessing in your life than to be in the presence of God. I could say amen and sit down, but I'm not going to do it. There's a couple more things I want to share because I think the psalmist gives us three really good pictures of what it means to look like to be blessed. And there's three verses I'm just going to share with you briefly. Starts out with the the, uh, verse four. It said, blessed are those who dwell in your house ever singing your praise. Does that mean ever singing your praise? Does that mean does it mean only sing when things are going the way that you want them to go? Or sing when you feel like you've been blessed with whatever you're wanting to be blessed with? Or does it mean to ever sing the praise of God no matter the circumstance of life? And the answer is yes. It just is. It's just yes. And so I think... The psalmist would say, in our language, keep on singing. Don't stop. Even if life is tough, even if there's chaos in your world, keep on singing. Sing the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Keep on singing the praises of him who says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I won't give you more than you can bear. Keep on singing the praises of him who knows you inside and out and he knows what happened yesterday and he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Keep on singing through it all. Secondly, Psalm 84 verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. 
kind of interesting. Uh, I'm going to give you the answer that I think the psalmist is telling us is to say this. Don't settle on following your heart. Rather, it was like this highway to Zion. Now, what is Zion? Zion is Jerusalem. That's God's nation. That's his place. That's kind of where he dwells in their, in their thinking. So keep on that highway. In other words, don't, don't go by your heart. Don't go by your own thinking or your own reasoning. Don't go by popular opinion of what the world has to say, but rather go by what God says, his highway to Zion. In other words, when we think about the word of God, you know, the scriptures, this is to be our source and norm for how we live life. No matter what, what part of life you're looking at, it could be just as an individual in this world, it could be in marriage or with parenting or any kind of situation. It's amazing how God says, you know what, I'm going to speak to you in a personal, real way. I'm going to give you my word, the Bible, so you can get to know who I am, how I love you, and the desires I have for you, my children. That's why it's not just during the series on Psalms, but it's all the way through. I'm hoping that you and I would get more into the Word of God than we've ever been before. That as we travel through this thing called life that is unpredictable, uncertain, and this world we live in, there are no promises that you can rely on. But the promises of God are certain and sure. And that's what we hold on to. So, again, don't just... Settle on following your heart, but stick to the word of God and his instruction. Thirdly, verse 12, blessed is the one who trusts in you. At what time and in what place? When do we trust in him? When we're only in trouble or when things are going well? In fact, I said it this way, trusting God with the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Isn't life lots of question marks? We don't even know what this afternoon is going to hold. But we do know who holds the future. So when, if you're sitting here today and you've got questions about your life, and maybe we'll put it this way, you have questions about some of the blessings in your life. And you're like, I don't, why, not, why me? Let's lean on him. It's so tempting. It's so tempting to Google to try to get answers or get a self-help book or surely Oprah Winfrey or somebody like that has answers for your problem. But instead, you push all those things aside and you say, you know what? My answer to the questions of life are found in God and his word. And Martin Luther leans in on Psalm 84 with these words. He says, the 84th Psalm is a psalm of comfort. It praises God's word highly over all things and exhorts us to gladly give up all good things, glory, power, joy, and whatever we desire, that we may hold on to God's word. And if we should be like the doorkeeper, that is, the least of those in the temple, this would still be far better than to sit in all the castles of godless. 
holding on to the Word of God. How are you at doing that? I'll just tell you me. I sometimes hold on to so many other things of this world, my arms are full. And there's not enough room to hold on to the Word of God. So maybe, just maybe, God is saying, all right, maybe put those things down. Don't rely on those things. Just hold on to me. Hold on to my word. Hold on to my promises. And watch what I can do for you. Paul says it like this in Philippians chapter 3. I count all things to be a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. So, is it really true just to, to be in his presence is more important than anything? Is it really true? And is that reflected in how you live life? Sometimes when I'm honest with myself, I go, ouch, it's not. And that's where he comes in and says, I'm going to love you, I'm going to forgive you, I'm going to give you a new chance, new opportunity to do so. Because his desire is that people like you and me, right, we would experience the blessings he has in store. So may God give you and me such a faith to be looking to him, who's the author and the perfecter of our faith, and that we would see it and know that and live in that every single day. Now I'm going to say the word amen or amen, whichever one you want, and I would like for you to respond back loudly like you believe that to be true. Amen? Amen. All right, let's stand. We're going to share together the Apostles' Creed. It is a profession of faith of, of who God is and how he works in our life. So let's share this out loud together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace now and forever. Amen. Search the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade. 
never enough And you came along And put me back together And every desire is now satisfied Here in your love Come on, let's sing it out Oh, there's nothing
shame it flow. 